When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, so you're listening to the Chicks Who Love Music. We were just on the awesome show with Jay Scott. The Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Download it, subscribe, listen to us. We're awesome. Thank you, Jay. Good evening, everybody. It is Jay Scott. It is the Hook Rocks, the ultimate rock community podcast. Welcome back to another edition of the New Music Spotlight here where we feature bands who are up and coming, who may have been around for a bit, but maybe you haven't recognized them or been introduced to them yet, or maybe they're a new band that's released their first album. But nonetheless, we try to expose you to as much new music as possible here on the Hook Rocks. Brought to you by Pantheon Podcast, the music network of podcasts, or the network of music podcasts, I should say. But welcome back to another show. Hope you're staying safe, staying healthy, and enjoying the beginnings of spring. Hopefully, live shows and live concerts are near and upon us, and hopefully, we keep Good news coming. I know there's been a little bit of a hiccup with some numbers spiking with COVID all over the country, but hopefully that's just temporary and hopefully we don't go back into what we had to experience last year around this time. But nonetheless, I'd like to welcome in our next guest all the way from Sweden. It is one of my favorite newer bands called Thunder Mother and the guest is Guernica Mancini. How are you? How are you doing today? I'm great. <laughs> what a lovely introduction. Uh, I'm well, doing good. How are you? Well, I'm doing great. I'm doing awesome. Thank you very much for doing this. I've been wanting to have you guys on the show here for a while, and now we are finally making it happen. So I appreciate it. Thank you. 
You're welcome. <laughs> Thank well, you we, for having me. <laughs> well, absolutely. Well, we always start the same way every time we have a first-time guest on the podcast, and that is the essence of the show. Just like every rock song has a hook that sucks you in, every rock fan has a moment, whether it's a song, an album, a band, or performance that hooked you on rock and roll. What was it for you? Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a good question. Uh I, I mean, I think that for most people, it's a, several different, you know, moments, albums, situations. Um, gosh, that's that's a tough one. Um, I feel like I, I'm like I was kind of a late bloomer when it comes to rock. Like I listened to rock when I was younger, but I, you know, but I really fell in love with it. In, like when I was when in my twenties. <laughs> um, what can I say? I don't, I really, mm, gosh, this is really tough. Actually, I do have a great memory from when I was a kid. I remember watching uh, MTV and uh, falling in love with uh, Guns N' Roses and watching the video to November Rain, which is still today one of my absolutely favorite rock ballads. Uh, so that's, that's, I guess that's my oldest memory. And just really remember, I mean, that video still to this day makes me kind of tear up and get emotional. <laughs> well, you know, music has the power to do that, right? It has the power to make you feel emotion. It has the power to heal. It has the power to do a lot of different things. Yeah, absolutely. So, so where did it go from there? You heard November Rain. It, it sucked you in. It pulled you in. And what happened next? Well, after that... <laughs> I became a huge Spice Girl fan. <laughs> well, there you go. That's what led to you being in Thunder Mother, the Spice Girl influence. <laughs> uh, no, but I mean, uh, where did I go from there? I mean, I've been, I've always been a huge, I guess, music fan. I like all kinds of music, and um, I've always been singing and trying out like different genres, and then I actually went to school in Los Angeles, so I went to college in LA at a school called the Musicians Institute. And I guess it was around that time when I was really like, uh, I don't know, really trying out rock for the first time and really finding my own voice. Um, so uh, I guess that's where I like evolved and became the singer that I am today. And what was the question again? I kind of like... Well, where, uh, did, where did it go from there? <laughs> like, where, after November Rain and the Spice Girls, um, uh, yeah. where did it go from there in terms of, you know, wanting to sing? And who were some of your, you know, earliest influences with, with singers and in in, in people who have fronted a band? I mean, I remember my sister getting the No, no Doubt album, uh, their first album, uh, Tragic Kingdom. And that really inspired me. Uh, I thought Gwen Stefani was super cool. And I had never really seen uh, any girls. I, you know, like that kind of punk attitude that she had and the whole vibe, I just loved it. Uh, so I guess I was like, I must have been maybe 11 or 12 or something. Maybe I was 13. I don't remember. The ages are kind of like blurry to me right now. But I remember my sister getting that album and that being very inspiring and just, I wasn't, I watched a lot of MTV growing up. I just, I was hooked on MTV. And so, you know, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Anthony Kiedis, and uh, I guess Anthony Kiedis and Gwen Stefani kind of like influenced my, how I perform and how, because they have like very 
I guess, uh, interesting moves on stage. <laughs> um, but as far as the singing and vocally, I mean, Dan Joplin is an influence for sure. And uh, oh, there's so many great singers. And it's really like, I, I'm a very, you know, it's like I listen a lot to one singer for a while and then I move on to the next one. So a lot of soul, um, like uh, Motown artists and, uh, I mean, there's so much good stuff. I think I, I've had, a, uh, when I first like started listening to rock a lot, it was a lot of 80s rock. So when I was really uh, finding my own voice, I tried to, I sang a lot of Skid Row and like Dio songs. And that's kind of how I, those were like the, the singers that I could, that I felt I could relate to. And I mean, vocally. Um, so that's the, the, the kind of music that I, uh, like found my own way with is that a good enough answer I'm like Bleh. no absolutely <laughs> no absolutely Just, um, you, know. you know I always like to hear the different answers people give you know from yourself to you know Mark LaBelle from Dirty Honey to you know Michael mm. Shanker or Glenn Hughes mm. they all they've all got different answers and it's always fun to hear my next question yeah. on that is you know, after being influenced by all these artists that you mentioned and, and that you were hearing, when was the time when you wanted to perform on stage and be in a rock band or, or sing rock music? Uh, well, I kind of knew from a very young age that I wanted to perform. I think I, I wrote my first song in in first grade, like with some friends. I might have been first or second grade. So I've always enjoyed performing and singing. Uh, rock, I like. I really like. Um, became my like my way well, took over everything. My my heart completely. Uh, like around high school, and in junior high, high school, I I formed different bands, and it was all kind of rock pop ish vibe. Uh, so yeah. Around probably high school is, yeah. But I started my first band in junior high. That's and amazing. It, yeah, yeah. That's mm. now you're in Thunder Mother, and yeah. how did that all come about? What's the history with you and Thunder Mother? Uh, well, Thunder Mother, for the people that don't know us, has been around for ten years now. Felipe started the band, our guitar player. She started the band in two thousand nine and uh, as many bands she went through a lot of different you know people came in and out of the band blah blah, blah until she found out 2017 <laughs> the lineup that will be the one forever i hope uh, <laughs> but me and Filippa got to know each other through my previous band and it was more of a blues rock um led zeppelin vibe band that i used to sing in and I opened for Filippa's other project, which was a blues band called Hi-Fi. And we kind of became, you know, we became friends. We exchanged contacts and uh, we became friends. And when my band in 2016, we, we lost our bass player and we were going through some drama, as most bands do, I reached out to Filippa to get some advice and just to see if she knew someone that could replace him or whatever. And that in that conversation, she then mentioned to me that they were also having problems, but she didn't say what was going on. So I 
you know, being kind of <laughs> uh, the person that I am, I kind of just threw it out there. I was like, well, if you ever need a singer, I'll be there tomorrow. <laughs> and then Filippo was like, well, actually, would you be interested in auditioning for the band? And I was like, hell yeah, <laughs> I'd love to. I mean, I've always uh, loved the idea of an all-female band. I've had my own all-female band before Thunder Mother. And I just think it's such a cool concept and something that I wish to see more of eventually. Um, so when I did the audition, it, I mean, obviously the rest is history. We've been together as a band now for four years. We just had our four-year mark in March, which, which well, it's March now, beginning of March. Uh, so that's pretty cool. So that, yeah, that's the story. My story in Thunder Mother. <laughs> and how is the collaborative process with you guys? I mean, you know, coming into a band that has a few members leave all at once or over time, over a short period of time, and you come in as a singer and, you know, there's already, you know, the, the, the our founding member is still in the band, obviously. And then all of a sudden, you know, other members start to come, the drummer, the bass player. So how did that mm-hmm. all start and how was that collaborative process? Because it's basically like a brand new band. Yeah, it's definitely a brand new band. Uh, but with the with the same, you know, heart that Philippa had before and the same kind of core ideas. Uh, I, the thing is, like, in 2017, everyone... The former lineup, all of them quit the band at the same time. And Filippa, who had started the band, she was like, I'm not about to quit this. Like, I I definitely don't want to end this. This is my baby and this is my passion. And, you know, I've dreamt about this my whole life. So I'm not going to give up on the band. So she then found band members that were equally passionate and hungry, you know, like herself. Um, so me, the drummer, Emily and a girl, well, at that time we, we started the whole thing together with another girl called, uh, her name is Sarah. Uh, so in 2017, we were all, we all started at this new, I guess, band project at the same time. So it was a fresh start for all of us. And I think that for Philippa's sake, it was really great to finally have members that were on the same page as her and just new positive energy. And I think that if you, if you see the timeline and everything that we've accomplished since we started a band, you can, I think that you could probably, I mean, you can read between the lines and see that we've always, we've obviously been a very good match and done really good work together. And that's because we have chemistry and we have the same ambitions and goals. And we just really enjoy what we do. And it, it takes a while for, I think, any band to find that, you know, because you could say that you really want to be in a band or uh, touring and being a musician is your biggest passion. But until you actually tried it out and kind of lived the lifestyle, you won't know what it what it's all about. And it's so much more draining if it's not your biggest passion in life. And, you know, so finally we have that team and it's, uh, it's awesome. I think it's been an, a wonderful ride. I agree. You know, when you hear the album Heatwave and how powerful that album was and the synergy with all you guys on that record, uh, it was my, it was in my top five last year and we did a show where we rank the top albums of 2020 and my co-host and I, Chris Corradetti, he had it at number 
two, and I had it at number three. And we both just absolutely love the record because there's, there's, I mean, it's such a powerful, um, inspiring record with a lot of groove, with a lot of melody, and it just it kicks you right in the ass, too. Wow, thank you. Well, that's such a that's awesome. Thank you so much for that. That makes me super happy. Uh, uh, I'm so happy that that comes through too because I feel like we found finally with this album we found our own. I mean, it's obviously we have in, obvious influences, but we've managed to find our own sound combining all our different backgrounds musically and stuff. So I'm so proud of our Heatwave because this is actually the first time that we've all been involved in the in the creative process and it and it came and it turned out to be a, a, success, a successful thing to do and i'm, I'm really happy <laughs> well absolutely i mean you know you can hear the energy I, I always say whenever i listen to you guys i'd love to see this band live because you know, the energy is is incredible on the album i can just imagine what it's like to see you guys on stage uh, yeah it's um <laughs> we just love what we do so much and uh that's what i've heard we we it's like a energy it's, it's yeah it's a, it's a lot of energy a lot of positive good vibes all over so i mean i i can't wait to go over there to safe <laughs> or you know just start seeing shows in general again because that's what we really love doing performing live yeah, and that really is, you know, been missing in a lot of people's lives. I mean, I haven't been to a show in almost a year and a half, and it's I usually go to 20 to 30 shows per year, and wow. I've just been missing missing seeing live music. I guess my next question though with the band is when you came in with the other two members to f- make the four for, you know, mm-hmm. the four-piece band, was it like starting from scratch? I mean, you know, I, I imagine it would almost have to be considering it's almost like I said, a whole new band that anything that happened prior is kind of forgotten. And it's all it's now become, you know, the four of you and the newness of it. So it almost has to be like, even though the name has been around, the name Thunder Mother, it has to be mm-hmm. like a brand new band. I mean, I, I would say parts partially that's how you say it yes Uh, yes. yeah i mean partially it was but then i think that we still the first year that i joined the band we philippa could still um the band had already a lot of things booked like we did they had a tour with the dead daisies booked and a lot of festivals throughout that first summer uh and and that i know our manager contacted and and like you know, double check. Is it okay if this new lineup, this, you know, you know, uh, are they okay? Is it okay if they perform? And most of them said it was okay. So for me, it was more like, uh, you know, you, you kind of felt like you had to prove to the world, but then again, most people were really positive and it's been, yeah, I don't know, 95% really good, positive feedback um so i was expecting it to be much harder than it was to be completely honest i was expecting people to throw stuff at us and say you know when we went on tour but we didn't we we got we received a lot of love and i think most people were just really happy that philippa chose to continue the band 
I agree. I, I think what, for me, when I hear you guys play, is I can't imagine you guys sounding any different than you guys do now. Because I love the band and I love the music. For, so for me, I didn't know Thunder Mother previous to you joining the band. So for me right now, it's this is what you guys sound like and this is what I like. This is, you know, I have, mm-hmm. I have yet, I have never listened to the old catalog with the other members. So, so if that means anything, mm-hmm. I, I think it is like your own band now. All four of you, this is what Thunder Mother is. Yeah, I mean, that, that means the world to me and that's, that's how I see it because I, I feel like we've done the, uh, you know, we, we had a steady for, you know, time or whatever, like it's been really going in the right direction for us. And it's been all since we changed, I mean, since we joined the band. So I think that that was just what Philippa needed. She needed new energy, new members that were equally willing to, work hard, sacrifice what was needed to, you know, get the band rolling and, you know, working hard. Uh, so, yeah. I'm really happy that people see that because I think that if you if you do look back, I mean, there's tons of videos on YouTube if you're curious to see uh, the old lineup versus the new lineup. I mean, there's also a very big difference in, like, uh the musicianship and stuff. And that's not like saying anything bad about the old lineup or anything, but uh, all of us in the band are, uh, we've, we've actually like studied music and take, I mean, not that they didn't take it seriously, but we're all uh, educated musicians. And you, I, I mean, that in itself says it all. I mean, we, we know what we're doing and, and you can hear that. And we really enjoy what we do. (laughs) <laughs> well, I imagine, you know, coming all the way to the States to go to school for music when you were younger is, you know, had a big impact on you because you're probably, you probably were exposed to a whole different way of playing, a way of singing and hearing different people and different perspectives. What yeah. was that? What was that like for you coming all the way from Sweden to LA to go to school? It was that. Uh... It was uh, a shock. To, at first, it was completely shocking. I mean, it was ama- amazing and incredible. And I learned so much. And I, I wouldn't be the singer nor the performer I am today if I didn't uh, do that. Uh, but it was really scary. I, I mean, very like I was a very timid, insecure singer when I moved there. Uh, I hadn't really... I didn't... I had been singing my entire life, but I didn't really, I guess, not to sound corny or anything, but I, I didn't believe in myself. And from the first day at school, they're like, "It, you need to believe in yourself and you need to be able to do everything on your own. And you, uh, this like kind of, which is normal to you, but it's like more of American way of see, is seeing things and how you have to just work hard and, and be the best you can be. And, you know, um, don't be, you know, like put yourself first basically. And that's not, that's not like the normal Swedish way. So I had to like, like I, I learned that over there to just, you know, focus, learn how to believe in myself and really, uh, you know, evolve and develop as a singer and performer. I think that that's the, the performance part. It was huge as well. It was like, you like put in a class, like the worst lightning and sing in front of this class and like the, te- you know, like in a, like a scene from the movie, like uh, the series fame from 
a hundred years ago, like yes. really awkward situations where like they like stop you in the middle of the song and like, I don't feel anything. There's no emotion. And then you have to like, Oh my God, you have to start thinking about things in the music that you never thought about before. And that, and that really putting your, putting a person in those like really, really awkward situations. It also, I mean, either you crumble and you won't be able to do it or you like, take it all in and learn from it and, you know, become something else. And I, I think that I, I managed to do that, but it took me a while. And, and, uh, you know, but I would say for anyone that's timid and a little like scared, I mean, it's not impossible. You need to just believe in yourself and, and, and it, it, eventually you'll do it. You know, how does an opportunity for someone like you who lives halfway across the world, how does that opportunity to go to school in LA happen? Mm, I had a family friend that had went there in the nineties. And, uh, so it's a school that I've heard of before. And then at the time I had, um, uh, my ex boyfriend, well, ex, 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 whatever. It was a million years ago, not 10 years, 12 years ago now, actually. <laughs> Uh, he uh, he also he played drums and he also wanted to go to music school. So we t- together we decided to apply for MI, and uh, yeah, and then we we got in both of us and we started in the, the fall of uh, two thousand seven. So yeah. So the album. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, go, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say the uh, MI is pretty well known in Sweden amongst musicians. Sure. I mean, I'm just trying to think of some of the people here. I know there. I know a lot of guitar players have gone there. Um, I mm-hmm. think like Paul Gilbert went there from Mr. Big, um, yeah. and you know a bunch of a plethora of other guitar players. So it is very well in, in, known here and held in high regard. But so, I mean, it's not. I mean, to be completely honest, it's like I think it's like with any school, it's like it, it is what you make it yourself. Like if you put in the effort and take advantage of all the great teachers you have, then it, it could be really great. But it, I think that, yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> well, the, the album Heat Wave was released last year. And it, like I said, it, it had a great response for those that know about it here in the States and, and across the globe, I can imagine. What is the next step? Are you guys recording new music now? We actually recorded new music in January. So we are releasing a deluxe version of Heatwave in May with three new songs, uh, three acoustic versions of older uh, of Heatwave songs, uh, and uh, three uh, live versions. And also, we released a song called the "Rock and Roll Heaven" uh, a few like a year year and a half ago. And that will be on this album as well. So it's like a little deluxe edition type CD that we're releasing in May. And we just released the first single from the from that uh, deluxe edition. And it's called The Road Is Ours. So it's out on Spotify and YouTube if you guys want to check it out. I think that's really interesting because albums in 2020, there was a lot of really good albums. And... Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, because live music was predominantly shut down across the across the globe, 
a lot of the albums, you know, a lot of the artists like yourselves were unable to tour on the on the music and on those albums. And a lot of those records, because there's so much music coming out in 2021, because albums were paused, you know, the release dates were were held. And of course, people were finding, you know, ways to be creative and making music during the time where they're just sitting at home. So there's going to be a whole bunch of music coming out this year. And I think it's imperative for bands or artists that released music in 2020 to almost re-release that stuff because there is going to be so much music. A lot of that stuff, unfortunately, may be forgotten because people are going to be out touring. So if you have the ability to release a deluxe edition like you guys are or Mm -hmm. do like a re-release of what you guys already did, I think that's very smart. And I think that's what a lot of bands, I think not a lot, every band should be doing that or thinking about ways to get in front of people. No, for sure. I, I, I agree with all that you said. Uh, definitely. Uh, and that's exactly why we, we did that because we, we are super proud of a heat wave and we don't want that album to just be forgotten just because the year was strange. <laughs> uh, so this way we, if you buy the deluxe edition, you get both, you get heat wave and you get on top, you get these 10 other songs. Uh, and I think the people will be really pleasantly surprised over like the acoustic track. Uh, we, we really had fun with those. And we, uh, I don't know, one of my favorite songs from Heatwave is Sleep. And we did that as an acoustic track. And then we had a guest artist on it. So we have uh, Jesper Beansen, the singer from DAD, sing it with me. So that's super cool. And so... It's a, it's a really fun way to like showcase the songs again and you know uh, also releasing some new stuff as well obviously. <laughs> I love DAD. That's like one of my favorite bands from when I was younger. Just an incredible really- incredible uh band. Disneyland After Dark is uh and is it no is it No Prayer for the Pilgrims I think was their album? Mm, I'm not sure, yeah. but it, it but you know his um Jesper, uh, his brother plays the guitar on Bad Habits. Uh, okay, okay. That's so we have like two Benson on on Heatwave. <laughs> That's great. That's great. Two DAD members. Obviously, last year was tough on the music industry, tough on a lot of artists and bands because you know your livelihoods were affected. You couldn't tour. You couldn't do a lot of things that you love to do. You couldn't get the music out to the people. What? is your perspective on what's been going on, what's been happening. I mean, you're in Sweden, you know, I'm in the States. Most of my listeners are in the United States and, you know, different States do different things, you know, different States have different regulations. What was it like there in Sweden and what's it like there now, present day? Well, Sweden compared to the rest of the world have, has, I mean, the country has dealt with the, the pandemic completely different to everyone else so uh the restrictions are more like recommendations so even though a lot of Swedes are complaining it's not even close to how you guys have had it or my sister lives in england has had it uh it's been we've been you know we've been able to do a lot of things pretty normal i mean we still right now you have to wear a mask in the store and and obviously you shouldn't be see you don't i think the recommendations is like five or six people at a time and 
or like I'm I'm not a hundred percent sure, but it's it's not as tough as the rest of the world. But I would say as a musician, it's been really um, tough not being able to do what we do and we what we love the most. You know, uh, even though we last year were able to go on three smaller tours where we. Uh, modified everything you know so it fit the whole the restrictions so on some venues it was 50 people sitting down and with masks and just you know spread out so it's and also like sitting audiences and and we've done all the live streams we also when we released the album we um i think we as a team have been really creative actually during this pandemic we uh we had uh, we modified um, what's it called um, fire truck so we played on the roof of that and then we had like outdoor concerts so this was in Germany when the restrictions were still like they, they were allowed to be uh, I think like 150 200 people and then during one of the tours that we were out on uh, they changed it to 50 and then after that we it was kind of it, was, it went to complete lockdown so I'm happy that we still got to do a few shows, even though they were so different from what we normally do. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm right now I'm kind of like, I wasn't expecting this to go so far into 2021. Honestly, I'm, I'm I, I don't think I've, I've accepted that this is still happening. <laughs> it's a very strange time we're living in. Absolutely. Sure. Yeah, I don't think any of us imagined it would be still going on a year later. Um, mm. Hopefully there there is an end in sight. Are things getting better in Sweden? Right, right now, I think actually they're getting worse. Uh, and Sweden's taking forever to get people vaccinated. So I have no idea. Like yesterday, one of our biggest rock festivals, uh, they, you know, announced that they they're moving the festival yet another year. So right now it seems it's pretty dark. <laughs> uh, I shouldn't be laughing. I don't know. It's, it's horrible. It's, it's um, the light in the tunnel. It, tunnel is like moving further away, but I'm, I'm, I'm still trying to stay super positive. And I, we have a tour plan for April and I'm, I'm really uh, hope, I mean the end of April. So I'm really hoping that that's going to happen. And if that happens, then we're going to be like one of the first bands um, that try out these things where they do like the, the quick test before you get into the venue. So uh, the German, you know, government, they're like discussing this with our management right now to be like, we'll be the tryout uh, band to try this like thing where people get, um, you know, tested before the show. And hopefully that will happen because we don't know how long this is going to, you know, go on. Yeah, absolutely. So we need to try to find the alternative method so we can go back to some sort of norma- uh, normality. Is there any, you know, chance of coming to the States and playing, you know, playing for fans here? Uh, in 2022, I'm 100% that would happen. Uh, we actually, I mean... For Thunder Mother as a band, even though we've not been able to tour, a lot of great things have happened for us. So uh, I, I, I still feel very happy and positive about our future. Uh, we signed with CAA, 
the the American uh, agency. Uh, so I think that we that's for sure gonna happen. Like uh, America, South America, yeah. That's in awesome. That's great news. That's the that's the best yeah. news that I've heard today. So that's awesome. I'm happy you feel <laughs> that way. <laughs> no, I, I know there's a lot of people that would love to see bands like Thunder Mother from other countries that maybe just don't get the chance to because it, it isn't there is an expense involved for bands coming mm-hmm. from Europe and the UK and other places that, you know, people don't understand how much it does cost to play here. Yeah. And it's a lot like the the distances are huge. So I guess I, I don't know how a tour would look, but I'm I I mean I can't wait for it to happen because that would be such a dream to go and tour over there or Maybe if we can go on a, a tour where we oh, we're like the opening act for a, a much bigger band, that that could be super cool as well. Absolutely, we'll we'll take anything here in the states. <laughs> yeah. As far as uh, creativity and as far as writing music during the pandemic, how was that for you? I know some artists have difficulty because they're not living the same life that they are nor- accustomed to, meaning that they're not getting inspired by living, you know, and doing things differently each day. And when you're sitting at home and you're not doing much, it's hard to find that well of creativity. It's hard to tap into that. What was it like for you? Um, well, my creativity comes from like, I don't know. I'm, I'm a, I'm a thinker and I'm a very, um, I don't know. For me, writing is kind of like journaling. Uh, so I think, well, I've at least gone through a lot of just like ups and downs emotionally. So creatively, that kind of has helped. Uh, I mean, I try to, like when I wrote, I wrote, wrote most of the lyrics for the latest single, uh, The Road is Ours. And it's more of like uh, just trying to, remember to stay positive and motivated and you know things like that so i think that even in it it's it i guess it's sad to say but i get very inspired by (laughs) hardship it's um you know life is tough and that kind of at least gives me fuel to write a lot of stuff not but it's on and off of course it's not like I'm, i'm constantly writing new material but the frustration with this whole situation definitely has given me a few, you know, lines here and there. I, I guess that is the big question, right? When you're writing music, how do you find inspiration? Do you write on personal experience or do you write on things that you've observed? Uh, both. Uh, I would say most of the times it's uh, personal experiences and, when things happen, I, I, I just write it down. Uh, and then I'm trying to learn to be better at just finding a theme and then, you know, creating a story around that theme, uh, which we, we did with the band and the girls um, for these uh, new songs that are on the album. Uh, so it's, it's different from, uh, from song to song, but uh, I enjoy most the songs that are like from personal experiences where you really we find a creative way to express something that you've been through in a, in a more poetic and beautiful, you know, in a beautiful poetic way. Uh, and that's not, I mean, I also like the party songs and all that stuff, but that's more of like when you decide a theme and then, you know, 
you you work with that. Uh, yeah, so it's very, it's different from song to song. I how is that process though for you when you're having to write or wanting to write about an experience? Not all experiences are great. Not all experiences are happy. But when you're tapping into that emotion, what is the process that you go through when you're doing that? Wow. Uh, That's a good question. Um, Wow. Um, I don't think I'm... I'm, I don't know. I I think I I, I just have a, a need to... Uh, to express whatever feeling it is, and uh, and somehow, if I do, if I'm feeling frustrated or sad or uh, whatever feeling I'm feeling, um, it just it helps me to get it out on paper. You know, uh, it's kind of like a, um, it's, I don't know if cathartic is the right word to say, but it's like a, it's a way of dealing with that emotion uh, and. You know, get you get through that emotion by just writing it down, and um, I don't know, thinking about it in a way. Uh, I imagine it's also therapy too, right? I mean, you did mention that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know exactly. how, how you can go back and view a situation, especially if if you're revisiting something that's happened and it's been a bit since it's happened. So you also have a different perspective, right? Once you remove from a situation, you kind of start thinking. You mentioned you're a thinker at the beginning of the interview. So I imagine mm-hmm. that helps you too in processing in, in the the situation and also putting it on paper and being able to express yourself. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. When, mm-hmm. you're, when you're finished with a song, right, and, and you've completed it and you've gone through that whole process, what happens next is you give it to your fans, your fans listen to it. And what's the great thing about music and lyrics is it gives a voice to people that may not be able to speak or may not be able to express themselves. You know, sometimes when you hear a song, it conveys the true emotion and what you're feeling about a situation or about something. Is that important to you or is it more important for you to write what you need to write and the fans will interpret it and use it however they want? Um, I, I, I think it's like a, it's, it's a combination of both where it's like, I would love for someone to hear whatever the song that we've created and, uh, be inspired or, uh, encouraged or whatever feeling they might be feeling from it. But it's also a way of for me to deal with whatever feeling I'm having or so I guess the first step is like, like an egotistical thing where I I do it for myself. And then I'm, I'm happy that my experience can, that there's other people out there that might be experienced or have felt the same way that I have that. So we can like, uh, you know, um, share that in a way. Uh, it's kind of like, it's, like both. As far as mm. is is once this uh, deluxe edition of Heatwave comes out and it is released and people get a chance to absorb it, what would what is next? Are you guys also writing new material too as well? Uh, I 
we're all like writing on our own, uh, but we haven't really sat because we like to do it together. I, I honestly, I love writing. I love it. I, I see it as a team effort, team thing to do, and I, I love working together with the girls. Um, so we haven't really started with that yet, but I think we will within a few months uh, because the plan is to record uh, another album. I don't know by next by Christmas or early next year. So I think we at least that's the 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 goal right now. Uh, so I think by summer we're gonna start writing together again, uh, more more actively. You know, how is you know we talk about the music scene here in the rock music scene here in the states and how all over the country. You see it in the UK and you see it in other places. You're seeing a resurgence in rock music. And here in America, unfortunately, over the last 10 plus years, gosh, probably closer to two decades, rock and roll has taken a backseat to other genres of music, pop, hip hop, other other you know, country as well. Mm-hmm. But now with all this new material and new bands and new artists, you're seeing an upswing here. And I think people have been craving it. What's your perspective being in Sweden with rock music? I know Europe is a lot different than the States where rock music seems to thrive more in European countries. Am I wrong to say that? Or am I right to say that? What, what are your, what's your perspective? I think uh, you're right to say that. I mean, I, I, you, I, I haven't really, I feel like the, the only experience I've had with rock in the States is when we played the, the kiss event. Um, and that was, I mean, four rockers by rockers and it's, it was a completely different vibe, but I think generally, yes, Europe is very much still a, 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 a place where a lot of people enjoy rock music, but it's still, you still feel that. It, I mean, it's not a mainstream thing. Uh, and I, we as a band are really trying our hardest to try to reach out to new people to make them understand that rock is for everyone. And because I think a lot of people have like, rock hasn't been in the forefront for a while now. And a lot of people that don't listen to rock think that just because you mention rock, it's metal or death metal or black metal. You know what I mean? Like, they, they have this like weird, uh, you know, perception of what rock is. So I, we as a band are really, really trying our hardest to uh, kind of break that barrier <laughs> that has been created. And, uh, and I really hope that, what, like you said, that it, it's about to change and it's changing. And I think that in, at least for us in Germany, it's, it's, uh, we have a really strong following and going in the right direction for us um but um i mean we still have a long way to go to make it uh you know mainstream big uh but uh, our ambition as a band is to become as big as all the legends and like acdc you know like those guys they're they're legends, but they're really old, and they need uh, they, there needs to be new bands that come up and you know and fill those shoes whenever those bands don't have the energy to continue. And I'm I'm hoping that there's a ton more bands like us out there trying to really make sure that we carry on the torch. You know, 
I think there is. I think right now there's a buzz being created with rock music, especially here in the States. I mean, you've got bands like Dirty Honey and Greta Van Fleet and, Mm -hmm. you know, Tyler Bryant and South of Eden and all these bands, Joyous Wolf. And there's, uh, there's a, there's a momentum building, especially with young people. I feel it too. And I think Mm -hmm. once that happens, I think it's going to be great for everyone. Now I'm, I'm of the, uh, of the, of the group that thinks that rock never needs to be mainstream. You know, and, mm-hmm. and, I don't, and I don't know if rock should be mainstream. Rock has always been the rebellious form of music, right? It's always been, you know, the, the kid that can't behave. You know, it has to stay in the corner. And that's fine. And I think rock fans love that. That's what we love about rock music, right? But I think... Yeah, no... Go sorry, ahead. yeah. No, go ahead. No, 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 I wasn't going to say... You go continue. <laughs> no, and... I think that that's building, especially the connection with the young people, I'm really starting to see because that's really where it's at. You know, a person like myself who's older, you know, who, you know, loves rock music, loves new rock, that's great. And there's a lot of my friends that do as well. But the young people and connecting with the youth is really something that I think will happen and is starting to happen right now. Yeah. I don't know. I guess I, I guess mainstream is a kind of loaded word. Yeah, sure. <laughs> uh, I mean, for me, it's more like reaching new, reaching a, like a broader audience. Like we would love to see more teenagers uh, enjoying our music, and and I think that you might hate me for saying this, but like uh, I think it's really helpful helpful for the for rock in general that. Uh, artists such as like Miley Cyrus, who's not a rock artist, is at least putting on a rock uh, vibe persona, and that is kind of like luring new, you know, teenagers and that kind of audience into another a genre like ours. I don't know. It's I I think that kind of you know how she did the her new album. It's she's uh, she has a whole like uh, um, she did this thing yeah, with yeah, Stevie Nicks yeah. and then. Yeah, so you you know what I'm talking about. But if you listen to the music, especially if you play rock, and if you're a rocker, it's not a rock album at all, in, at least not in my opinion. Uh, but she has that whole look and all that stuff. And I think that those little things that people like her that are like, you know, super mainstream artists, it kind of it, it might help, uh, you know, people bring in people to rock again in another way. And I guess that's what I mean. Not like, I have no intention of being the next big pop star or whatever. I just want to, I just want new bands to play arenas and conquer the world. And, and, and a consequence of being the biggest in the world, whatever would be some sort of mainstream success. So that's kind of what I meant. No, I, I totally understand that. I think my perspective is we know what makes rock awesome right we know like you know the power chord and the big hook and the melody and and all that right and i think Mm -hmm. from my perspective i think when we're we're keep trying to redefine what rock is you know like when when we're when we're defining artists that are not rock rock artists i'm not saying miley cyrus i'm saying others too as well because you know i'll pick Mm -hmm. up i'll pick up an article here and i'll start reading it and i'll check out the band's music and i'm like well that's not even rock music and i think you know everyone's talking about how rock is not imaginative anymore and and it's stale well 
I, I disagree with that. I think when you keep trying to redefine it and you keep trying to say this is rock, this is the new rock, when we should be celebrating the things that make rock great. You know, Thunder Mother, yeah. when, it, when it comes to mind, you hear, you know, the power chord and the power. I mean, that album Heat Wave is such a, such a great a great description musically of what rock is and what should be that that's what should be celebrated instead of trying yeah. to redefine it and try to categorize it. And it's something that it's not, you look at the ACDC album that came out in November, you know, they're a legacy mm-hmm. band. They've been around forever. That album resonated with young to old all like, because it celebrates what rock is and what, why rock is awesome. And I think that, yeah. you know, when you start defining bands that you listen to, I'm like, does that rock? That's, that doesn't sound like rock music to me. I think that's mm-hmm. when it starts to lose its way. Oh, okay. But no, I mean, definitely. This is such an interesting conversation. <laughs> I, I definitely, and I, I really, and thank you for saying that about our album, because that's the thing with us. Like, we're not trying to reinvent the music. We're just trying to just, do what we love the most and keep it simple and groovy and yeah and that's that's what we do and uh, i'm really happy that that comes across on the album and and to me yeah i feel like we're we're doing exactly the kind of rock that i love and uh yeah not i can't say more about that but uh you know thank you <laughs> well garnica i i can only say that we look forward to more. We look forward to more Thunder Mother. We want more Thunder Mother. And, you know, to keep building on the album Heat Wave, which, again, was one of my favorites, was a lot of my listeners and followers' favorite album in 2020. And hopefully one day you're here playing the States. Definitely. I hope so, too. Thank you so much for having me. Super nice conversation. Well, I thank you for doing this. Thank you very much. I, I've been one, like I said, I've been wanting you on the show for for a while now, and I'm glad that you finally were able to do it. And you know, look forward to talking again. Definitely. All right, everybody. That's Garnica Mancini from the band Thunder Mother. I'm Jay Scott. This is the Hook Rocks, the Ultimate Rock Community Podcast. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we will talk again soon. Thank you.
It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. 